What if cyberspace wasn't cyber at all and it was real? If that idea sounds super cool, then you're going to be so excited that we saw Lawnmower Man 2 Beyond Cyberspace, aka Job's War. Now it's time for How did this get made? We're gonna have a good time Celebrate some failure Not just be a hater Can't you know you wonder How did this get made? Let's wallow in the mediocrity Of subpar art Perhaps we'll find the answer To the question How did this get made? Hello people of Earth And welcome to How did this get made? I am Tall John Shear And we are going back to the well of the lawnmower man, I guess going back to the mower. I don't know. Uh, we have a very fun, crazy way to start off the new year. And I know we already had one episode out, but this is the first episode we were recording in 2021. And uh, what a way to start. Lawnmower Man 2, uh, what you have to know. Do you have to see the first movie to know the second movie? Uh, no, not at all. It almost seems like they were independently written. Uh, number two, I would say... What is this movie about? A synopsis of it would be hard for me to parse out. Honestly, it's the first time I'm incredibly stumped about it. All I know is that a guy is in the internet and he's causing some problems. And I think government is involved. I got to get into this with uh, my two co-hosts. So let me uh, just bring them out right away. Uh, Please welcome Mr. Jason Manzoukas. How are you, Jason? Uh, You know, Paul, I'll be honest. Having now seen Lawnmower Man 1... And yes. Lawnmower Man 2. I, I don't know what these movies are about. I don't know what they're trying to say. I don't know what they're I don't know what the themes of them are. This movie was nuts to watch. This movie was like, it really felt like perhaps a, a script for something else that they just repurposed for Lawnmower Man 2. Or like, like in my mind, I was like, oh, maybe there's a way in which they took some sort of like cyberspace Goonies adventure because of all the kids. I don't understand why there's all these kids. A lot of kids, too many kids. And they just plugged it into this other pre-existing property. I, I, I couldn't make heads or tails out of it. It did, though. And I wonder if you will agree with me. Did you feel at all like a tremendous amount of this movie seemed just like the movie Ready Player One? You know, there was Kids, a large like element living that it, in subway cars, living in dirt, and all they want is to get access to cyberspace because that's where they really want to live. That's where they can fly. That's where they can not all the pop culture stuff and all that of stuff, of course, but like the bones of it felt like Ready Player One to me. Well, there's so much in this movie that is hard to parse out. And I have a million questions about it. I will say that this movie is going to be exceptionally hard for our next guest to talk about. Because not only uh, was this an insane film, but we delayed the recording of this episode from when she initially saw it. So I'm not even sure that she remembers seeing this film. But please welcome our other co-host, Miss June Diane Raphael. Hello, June. Hi, Paul. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing okay. I thought your opening was, I've never heard you so defeated to describe a movie. (laughs) I will agree so much so, so much so that you didn't, perhaps for the very first time in history, say at the end of your tag, so you know what that means, 
Oh, I didn't. I said, "Oh, wow!" Like you look fe- at that it, when you when you when you opened the episode, you were defeated. I agree. I mean, with I you, th- honestly thought you were going to cry. I I was like, "Oh no, all hope is lost." <laughs> if we lose you Paul, know- let's be honest. Like it's all I, over. And I'm looking to you because right now the place that I'm in, I mean, I've already told both of you before we, we even started this podcast, like I'm pretty down as a person. I'm pretty feeling pretty sad. And so I was looking to you, Paul, to really come in with a lot of energy, a lot of positivity, a lot of forward motion, because this movie requires it. Well, you know, the, 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 the saying, uh, as goes Paul, so goes the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so so we're so really I, I cannot lift us up I have to be totally honest about I'll that I'll be honest I am hanging on by a thread well I want to I want to assure both of you that I have a genuine excitement about talking about this movie well, I cannot let's start wait to hear it, it buddy let's start but, to hear okay. it guy, I, I guy only where was, is it because be, uh, I was for only me, I, when I don't hear so you know what that means Upswing, because that tells <laughs> gotta me gotta end up up up. Gotta go yeah, up, up, that up. tells me you know what? Don't you worry, we got this. But this one, you were like, eh, and I guess it's about a lawnmower. Oh no, no. And then the theme song played. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm so sorry that I gave you that impression. I literally get nervous doing the opening in front of you. I feel embarrassed because you guys can't speak at a certain point. So sometimes I rush it. Sometimes I forget it. So uh, I literally don't know why I would forget it, but uh, well, I, I mean, do. I will point out that, and I, I hope you actually hear this, Paul, and hear what an integral part you are to the podcast. Because I know we did a live show in New York, and my brother-in-law came to see the live show, and after the show, he said, "June, you oh, were don't. so funny, you were so incredible," and he said, "And Jason did so great, he really made me laugh." And then he said, "And Paul, you did such a great job playing those clips." <laughs> <laughs> Really, it was a real, it was a real blow. It was a real blow to the ego oh, to get no. that. Um, and, <laughs> and so I want you to hear how much actually um, <laughs> your energy level and what you provide is important. I feel completely dysregulated after your opening. Here's what I'll say. Like, keep in mind, <laughs> yeah. keep in mind, Paul, like, like you just spoke about during that portion of the podcast, June and I cannot speak. And so well, that's the truth. When the yeah. podcast begins, you are the engine. You are setting the tone. You are you are driving us forward. You're providing momentum I, to what we I, are going to do. And as far as I'm concerned, we're doomed. <laughs> you see, it's it's so funny that you guys bring this on me because I literally thought to myself as I recorded that opening, this is a nice clean Boom, boom, boom opening. I didn't make it re-recorded a million times. Is that what you're always trying uh, to get? A boom, boom, boom opening? You know what? I'm going to redo it just to bring up your spirits. And I don't, no, 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 not redo redo it. it. Not redo it. I'm just going to do it here. The audience is going to hear this whole conversation. I'm not cutting this out. I'm just giving you both and the audience what they need. If you ever thought to yourself, what if cyberspace wasn't cyber at all and it was real? then you are going to love the film that we just saw. We saw Lawnmower Man 2 Beyond Cyberspace, a.k.a. Job's War. So you know what that means. There you go. A little oh. bit better. Uh, oh. I, I got, I got, you know what? I, I realized why I got tripped up because I realized that I'm looking at my <laughs> notes and it on, says babe? Beyond. 
It says Beyond Cyberspace, but the but another title for this movie is Job's War. And I remembered that as I was doing it. I was like, sheer God damn it. You fucking caught it in the middle of the air. You made that. I, I was so impressed with myself that I I pulled something yeah. I didn't even have prepared. I like that you call yourself sheer in your head. Oh yeah, I got a. I like that you're like. I like up. that your inner your inner monologue is a is your bro. Oh yeah, I gotta I gotta shake myself sheer, out of it. Bro, I gotta get my. You are killing it, buddy. Sheer man, you cannot drop the ball on these two. We're in the middle of the of a COVID pandemic. They're looking to you for guidance. I mean, I, I think it's become really clear how much we rely on you because I was like, we have to stop. We have to stop because I know this is the second wow. time we tried to record this podcast. And I was like, oh. it's, it's it, the universe is telling us, like, do not do this. I wonder, no, I, I wonder agree. If, if there is da- if like we are courting danger by doing this because we Please. tried to do this episode a week ago, no. or not quite a week ago and failed. Which means, at least for me, and I suspect for June, my mind has already wiped the movie's existence from, oh, like, from my memory. I have, I, I don't remember, I have, I'm looking at my notes and it is gobbledygook. I don't even know why I wrote some of these things. Look to me, I will be your Sherpa because I literally wrote to Avril, who picks these films. She is our, our, our film a producer extraordinaire. She is the one who is behind all these films. And I said, I want to look every, to you, babe, but it's hard. You seem I, um, leadership has been, you know, rattled. I'm so impressed that I remember Job's war. That's yes. where I'm at. Job's Wait, war. I, right. I have. Okay. Let's get into it. Cause I do have a yes. million questions, including the, what you are talking about, the fact that it was called Job's War, et cetera, et cetera. Because there's a yes. part of me that is like, was this again? Was this because uh, forgive me. Are you saying, Jason, that we saw Lawnmower One on this podcast? Well, that we was going to be the question. Yes. But I don't Did know. You uh, maybe it? perhaps June was not on that episode and I do not know. Um, I'm looking uh, at it right but now. We definitely did Lawnmower Man One. Um, I believe you were June. On the episode, Um, which is not the actor who is playing the cyberspace person uh, in what we just watched that this is weirdly right. This is Matt Frewer, right? Yes, Matt Frewer, Matt Matt Frewer, who in this era of time is synonymous with playing. Why him? Why is Matt Frewer synonymous with playing? cyber characters because he was also max headroom he was i want to get into i want to get into all i I have a lot to break down for both of you i want to first reveal the first thing june was not on the episode of the lawnmower man we were on that episode with emily heller and uh neil casey and i remember this episode very clearly because it's a stephen king uh novella maybe lawnmower man and and june just because i want to get your take on the beginning of it because the only tie that this movie really truly has to the first film is this opening where like the building from the first movie, the ending of the first movie is on fire and exploding. And, oh. and, I, and the way that the first movie ended, and this is the way I remember it, was our, our main, our leader uh, in that film, uh, who was uh, Fahey, Jeff, Jeff Fahey. Fahey who is in the internet and it leaves on this cliffhanger because he's like trying to get out of the internet, trying to get out of the internet. Oh, and sorry. Gets, can I oh, very, yeah. can I interrupt you? Sorry. Yeah, uh, please. Paul. The arc of Lawnmower Man 1 June, just so you know, is that Jeff Fahey 
is a is severely mentally disabled man mm-hmm. um, who is the who is the landscaper. Right, who's a landscaper? Yeah, by the way, let's can we just start there for one second, Jason? Yes, he's is, a lawnmower well, is, man. He's is a the, lawnmower man, not a. Is yeah. the phrase "lawnmower man" a phrase? No, like that's not. But I think okay, you would so that's say not a description of like you say. Oh, my landscapers are coming over. We're the gardeners, but lawnmower. Okay, let's not get man. let's not get so richy about it. I think most people go, "Oh, the lawnmower man is here." I, is it possible? <laughs> is it possible though? And I forgive me if I'm wrong. Did the kid refer to him as the lawnmower man? Like, was it a? I think the, yes, I think a lot of people. Have, in the it might have been movie, a kind of colloquial kind of like they referred to him as the lawnmower man because he yes. is he is he yeah he's not a landscaper like he doesn't work for a landscaping company he is just a guy with a lawnmower who mows people's lawns basically for money, in yeah. so right. in classic Stephen yeah classic Stephen King small town New England Great. blah 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 he befriends. The scientist, the computer scientist guy, yes. who begins experiment. No, it's not Aiden. No. Quinn. Did you it think that was Aiden Quinn <laughs> for oh, some time? Oh, wait. oh my god! For wait, you're time. thinking of the person in this movie was Aiden? You thought that was Aiden time. Quinn for in this time. movie? Well, that's just as that's just as crazy as Paul thinking Taylor Swift was in all of Cats. <laughs> well, she was in Cats. I just was confused about Sorry, who she yes, played yes, in yes. Cats. Um, uh, so he befriends that scientist. That scientist starts. Allowing him to access cyberspace, which makes uh, Jeff Fahey's lawnmower man character a genius. Is that right, Paul? Yes. And he gets like telekinesis and he starts to grow very rich with his own powers. But I thought in Lawnmower 2, Lawnmower, wow, that's hard to say, Lawnmower Man 2, Mm -hmm. I thought they said this neighbor of his. A.K.A. Job's War. (laughs) A.K.A. Job's War. I... I thought the whole thing was that the neighbor was doing experiments on him. Well, that the neighbor was the scientist. This neighbor was the scientist. But they were, he yeah. was doing, oh, but it, now you're saying it was, it was kind of consensual. Well, I think he was like, hey, can I help you out? Yeah. And it then was, he's like, okay, sure. It was consensual. And then I believe it got out of control. And, yes. uh, and the whole thing blew up. At the beginning of this movie, those building explosions are the end of the first movie, right, Paul? What basically, yes. Basically, what happens is there's another scientist who swaps out this experimental drug that Angelo—that's oh. his name—or uh, uh, Doctor Angelo is Pierce Brosnan in it. Uh, Doctor Angelo is given Joe oh, wait this is medication. Pierce oh my God, that's right. So the yes. a- the not Aiden Quinn guy is playing the Pierce Brosnan role, and the Matt Frewer guy is playing the Jeff Fahey role, or are they new characters? The, oh, so God, damn it. So basically, yes. I mean, basically, Jeff Fahey has been replaced with Matt uh, Frewer. And that's the only recurring character except for the kid who we see in the flashback in the opening. Right. Who's like, lawnmower man, it's your birthday. Blow out the candles. That kid. I did um, not but like I that have, relationship. I had all, a couple questions. The, the opening of the film <laughs> is shot in like a TV ratio. It's yes. very small. It's not widescreen which is odd to me because it is a feature film. And then when and they go also, to the court. Paul, if I can just jump in for a second. Oh, it sure. also, so when we, Paul and I tried to watch this the first mm-hmm. time we were having Wi-Fi issues and we were on the, the TV was on like that VCR mode, like sports mode. Oh yeah. So you know where everything looks like motion shit. Smo- motion smoothing. Yeah. yeah. And so Paul thought that this was just like the TV 
You know, yeah, I, was really I thought, I thought that too. Oh, you thought, thought that, too. that too. Yeah. And he when it started really playing angry. and it was on a, and it was giving me a square, I was like, oh, some setting is off. Right. That's what I think. It's too confusing. It's confusing because it's not the way that feature films normally open. It's, it's also bizarre. not the way. It's also not the way. If you were to watch those scenes of Lawnmower Man one, they're not yes. in a four. They're not in a right. square aspect ratio. Right. Yeah, they're, well, but, they're not but four Paul, three. You and I did watch an entire movie. Um, when yes. we first started dating, we watched an entire movie at a hotel where the brightness, mm-hmm. the Manchurian was, Candidate, the, Manchurian the Candidate. Oh. I know we've talked about this. The brightness yes. was right. literally and you guys on, like, thought it was a choice. Bar. Oh yeah, and yeah. I was like, God, I can't see any of these people. We were it's in so love. Dark. We didn't question things like no, now, where didn't. I was like, I need to go fix this motion. I movie. love those. I love first. I love those things in early on in your relationship where nobody <laughs> says anything because you're like. I just want to seem as though I'm somebody that rolls with cool. things and is easy to get easy to easy breezy. Yes. And as and beautiful I cover first, girl. Right. When you're first dating someone, it's also like we're excited to watch a movie together. Yeah. We're not yeah, really we're watching a movie together. Like we are. We were. But like we're just excited to be here together. But we did truly watch the entire thing on. We did watch that one. Yeah. We had silhouette. Some, we had some. Where the actors yeah. were in silhouette. <laughs> it made us. It made us. It, it was kind of like a, like a old school radio presentation of Manchurian yeah. Candidate. But, um, I will tell you this much. So what was really got to me, besides that it was a 4-3 ratio, which is like a smaller ratio than uh, the typical widescreen, is they do a cut to the the trial. Whatever trial happened at the end of Lawnmower Man 1, which we are not privy to, um, and it's in black and white? Yes. Like, wait, why is this in black and white? This, what, why did we go backwards in our technology? Because <laughs> the black and white seems to tell me this is almost like 1950s newsreel footage. <laughs> that's exactly what I was like saying. I was like, why, why are we, right. like, why, that's why it further confused me. I was like, something is really wrong with this rental. Yeah. The, Amazon so the, has to be messed clear, it up. To be clear, the movie f- f- straight out of the gate makes, like, Three to four huge choices that are straight bananas. One is that they've replaced the lead actor. Two is that it begins in a weird aspect ratio and is quoting the last movie. Three, the black and white video courtroom drama that I was confused by that is also makes me confused. What is the timeline? And then four, when they go and they get... Doctor, what's his name? Who invented cyberspace? So you're telling me that's I also not. He was well. I also thought he was Tommy Wiseau. At what for? Like, I think actually the I first get that. second he came yes. on screen. I get. I mean, I understand that he looks a little bit like Jeff Fahey. I have to say, I was like, I why thought, did you cast yes. somebody who looks like Jeff Fahey? It looked as this a little bit guy. like Jeff Fahey. Also mm. looked a little bit like John Savage, who's another oh, yeah. character actor from that era. Um, and I was like, wait a minute, are they, and that, so I was, for the first 15 minutes of the movie, I genuinely was like, I don't know what's, well, what's going on. And yeah. I, and can I just also just add one, one more level of just, these are all things that are visually confusing. Now I'm going to add something that's mentally confusing. You replace Job, who is a character within a virtual reality world with a man who is synonymous with a character in virtual reality world. Yes. Like Matt Frewer played Max Headroom. Like there is like, why, 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 
Why? Why? It's such, it's such a, th- I kept, I wrote this too. I was like, this makes no sense. He, Matt, Matt Frewer, most, we most know him for being a cyber character. So yes, why character draw that direct parallel now? You know? I found out because uh, apparently this movie was written by Farhad Mann, who um, wrote. Who also directed it, right? Who, who also directed it, who wrote uh, Max Hedrum. And directed oh. episodes of Max Hedrum. So okay, okay, this is okay. like his world. This is his sweet spot. Uh, he was locked out of the editing room by producers um, who, <laughs> yeah, uh, who apparently the producers wanted a movie that would appeal more to their target demo, which was teenage boys. Um, so there seems to be a lot of issues here. But I guess going back to where you both thought I was depressed, I'm having a real hard time understanding what this movie is about and what yes. they are well, trying yeah, to achieve like in the, in the basis, like in the base level, like what's the one liner about this movie? Like what yes. is also, yeah. also like clearly Job, the character now played by Matt Frewer is simultaneously for so, so, the, the, my, what I think is he is both a protagonist in this movie and unequivocally the antagonist of this movie, right? Yes. So he he is like, if cyberspace dies, then I die. So he contacts his like young friend through cyberspace to be like, you have to save me if cy- cyberspace is dying. And if it dies, I'll die. You have to come but, save me. And, but and then, by the way, the, we, the, the world that we, Lawnmower Man 1 takes place in a world that we know. That is very familiar to us. It, nothing is unique about it. Oh, like in the, you know, it's, yeah, very, yeah, you know, it's, it's like, it's like a Stephen King, small New England town. It's like, exactly. you know, somebody's mowing the lawn. People are doing this and that. It's a very, no, it's not a dystopia at all. Mm-hmm. And 10 years pass and we are automatically in the world of Super Mario Brothers or Double Dragon, where it is trash can fire city. Like yeah. the it, and we are also in a major metropolitan city. The kid that we were introduced to in the first movie, who had a relationship with the lawnmower man, who becomes the protagonist here, is older. But the world has like darkened, and yet cyberspace didn't take over. The the world has fallen apart in a way that yeah, previous to the last two years, I wouldn't have thought could happen so fast. And now I'm like. <laughs> Oh yeah, no. Maybe I think they were right. It's very likely we could be living in Lawnmower Man two next year. That, like, I know. Yeah. That's why I I was unsettled by it. Yeah, I mean, I could very easily see living in abandoned subway cars uh, <laughs> in, in in the very near future. But by the way, these like the like again, only a few years have passed. This kid was living in a nice suburban uh, town, and now he is working out of a subway car with a bunch of. Uh, you know, again, very much like that Alyssa Milano movie, uh, Double Dragon, where they're just they're kind of under the sewers. Just here's what I'll are- say. Um, <laughs> I kind of loved the young punks in love story. I kind oh, yeah. of loved him and his girlfriend and their band of, you know, cyberpunk friends, like getting up to hijinks in this dystopia. You know, like I didn't mind that. Um, yeah. There were so many of them. I couldn't keep tabs on them i did i did have one note which is love that dog so I mean, oh, I wait did a love... this dog whoa the dog oh <laughs> you mean the dog, dog the dog that knows how to use a computer yeah the yeah, dog yes. who doesn't jason 
The dog doesn't know how to use a computer. Well, yes, he does. Yes, it does. More, yes, I was going to say, I was going to say, not only does he know how to use a computer, he literally can manipulate a, a, like a floppy disk or like a, a CD like disk. Like a mini insert, disk. Yeah. Yeah. And insert it into the computer. Like when he, oh, no, when no, that no. dog, paw, when that dog, dog paw put a thing. <laughs> Listen to me. The, the dog is better with computers. That's the most realistic part of the movie. The dog is better with computers than my father. It is crazy. Like the dog can execute complex communicate complex computer functions better than my dad. It's like 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 the dog like literally is it is it the when they're trapped in cyberspace. So much like again, much like Ready Player One. The kids all live in, the kids are all like orphans. They live in a subway car. And so the yes. only thing that gives them pleasure, the only escape they have is they steal. Uh, access codes to get into quote unquote cyberspace. And when they get into cyberspace, they can fly, they can ride bikes, they can go to the jungle, they can experience a life that isn't the the destroyed life yes, they're living yeah. in. But I need to talk about a couple of things here because there's a couple of things. Okay, first, the way they communicate to that dog is <laughs> the kid literally looks down the barrel of the camera and is like, okay, Baxter, Hit the thing. Do the button. That was Baxter, your old like, dog. That was your old dog, Paul. <laughs> I know, yeah. but I was just using it as an example. I don't remember the dog. All right, well, you have a new dog now. Uh, meatball. <laughs> meatball. Put the <laughs> put the disc in. And I'm like, where? who is he addressing? Like, if you're in a virtual reality world, like, you just don't turn to, like, it yeah. looks like he turned to the camera. And I guess the thing that I love about this movie, because this movie isn't that old, right? It's not, it, like, this movie came out oh, in, what year um, is it? Yeah. 1996. Okay. OK, and they're still in this like disclosure world where like the biggest idea of cyberspace is you either standing in a room full of giant files like, you know, it's like, oh, this sure. is like, I'm literally in my desktop. But when these kids go into cyberspace as someone who has been in cyberspace, yes, I have an Oculus Quest. Yes, I have I've also uh, been in VR. cyberspace. You've been like you this idea. That I've you have never like, been in cyberspace. Oh, Jason, oh, Jason once you, would love you know, we return to the to the real world, I want you to get out of it and into cyberspace at our home. I want to, you will love Please. the Star Wars game. There's a great Star Wars game that you will go bananas I've never for. put on a VR headset You know what? Life. As somebody who was really resistant to it, and I will advise, this, like, Jason. do not, it's, it's tough to watch your loved ones in cyberspace. It's like sort of like watching someone, it looks like very masturbatory and weird. Like it's better Wait, you mean just, like just somebody doing stuff in. Yeah. yeah. You're just walking around the house. Being, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, being in cyberspace. Like it's, it, it should be a private experience, I think, but. I agree. I've done it plenty of times privately and it's, it's way. Uh, better. Yeah. But that but, sounds creepy. But although, okay. oh, although you have to be careful because. Um, my sister, we put the goggles on my sister and she did a game called like bar fight. And yeah. um, she almost knocked herself out, destroyed our TV. Like you <laughs> <laughs> she almost punched through our television. She does though have untapped anger reserves. So that's very true. The, it but might've it just unlocked really, something. Um, it's really amazing. There are there are like boundaries and you have to pay attention to them like like as a like you still have to have that disconnect in your life to be like right like when it shows me I'm in a warning zone I have to adjust to that yes, but, but I if think you're your sister somebody was like, who's like very 
which I think my sister is, and I am too, like very susceptible to hypnosis, et cetera, then, then it, it could be very physically dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I get that. The, the version of cyberspace we get in this movie, though, is is part of what used to be part of how we represented the idea of cyberspace yes. back in the 90s, which was it's literally as if you go inside the computer. So they're like in tunnels. They're flying through tunnels. But you realize those tunnels are fiber optic cables or those tunnels are circuit boards. Right. And then and it's, like they've, flying it's like they're into physically them inside a computer and that's that's just not at <laughs> not all what's goes. happening Wait, it, it, it's like they're question, flying Paul. through like the bill and ted's like time circuits yes why hasn't because i you know i am curious during this pandemic like i know you're on twitch i know you're doing all sorts of different platforms and things but why haven't you done anything in cyberspace like what's going I have on done, i've not, done a show in cyberspace but not during the pandemic um because my big vr system is uh, I, I feel like VR hasn't really cracked it. Like Altspace tried to do some stuff in there that was good. Reggie Watts actually was very much uh, at the forefront of doing comedy shows there. But it's a little... It, like if you're like going to do stand-up... There's no way we could it, do a live How Did This Get Made in Cyberspace. With we, like could avatars, we could definitely do with that. With like avatars yes, of ourselves. With avatars. And like the, I have, yes. Everybody could be... But here would be my question. My suspicion is not enough people have headsets. Oh yeah, I guess that's pretty limited. Well, that well, you know, that's it's still what, prohibitively yes. expensive. Right. Well, not Oculus Quest. Like Oculus oh. Quest, you can get for two hundred bucks, and it's one piece. You don't uh. have to hook up to a big computer. It, it lacks some of the larger elements that make uh, a fuller VR experience really crazy. But it's, I think, it's equally as good. Uh, I mean, I, I would, if it makes sense, I would one hundred percent do a VR. I mean, this would have been a great made. show to do. Oh, oh my God! Well, we should have we should have saved it. We that maybe this is the reason why we weren't able to record it the first time because Job was trying to give us a message from <laughs> the world of cyberspace, stop us from recording because he's a he's a yeah he's a real. Yeah. Mic, you know, he I want to be very clear about something. There. Even if I'm in cyberspace, I don't want any of your avatars to try and touch my avatar. Wait, <laughs> like if, why are you saying we need to be avatars? Because wouldn't it we wouldn't, wouldn't we have to choose how we are physically represented in uh, cyberspace? Yeah, yeah, it right. Would be With a some version sort of, us, of our avatar, some something. Like, I mean, that's, now, June, you would look like my avatar look like me. But you know, if you June wanted, you could have wings and a tail if you wanted. <laughs> you wouldn't. You wouldn't. It wouldn't be a photo representation of us. It would be. Yeah, it was a some sort of animated type yeah, thing. An, an animated, animated character. I did yeah. a house party show, and everyone's hanging out at the house party, and was kind of playing around and doing bits with people in the audience. But it, there is a little bit of a. It's a little bit of a lag. It, but I never, at any point, when I put in my stuff, I never jacked in and. And flew through Please wires. Please don't say jacked in. You know, I never jacked in. Oh, and especially never the way you're leaning hard. into jacked. <laughs> but I mean, here's the thing. They this, said this jacked kid, in so many times in this. In I was like, oh, no, thank you. I mean, they had to know that jacked in meant something back then. But when they meet, when they meet Lawnmower Man, uh, and these kids have been, I mean, again, this is where I'm, I'm unclear on what, like, why is cyberspace going away? Like, 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 because like, it, it does have the movie does at a certain point, And June, I know you haven't seen it. Hits a very big similarity with Wonder Woman 84 at the end where Matt Frewer is like, everybody come in. I'll give it to you all. And and there seems to be this disconnect of like they're just in cyberspace. But yet 
if you knock off the glasses, they're back to normal. But yet they act as if they're trapped in this world. They're, they're not they're not like what is physically the, yeah what is the in. what is the actual threat what is the what is the <laughs> no big idea. picture threat that um job presents to the larger world not well, just well, to, he can the, access the, all computers is that it okay but wasn't like he building a real chaos. city wasn't he making a virtual city into a real city and that was a part of it because they showed you that like that glass city and like this yeah. virtual world is going to become I real really don't and then know. it was like all these castles and pillars and it's like okay so what is that and then he brings all these people into a virtual world and See, then isn't that like, kind of leader. ready player one paul isn't that kind of ready player one where people yes, would rather live people would rather live in this utopia this cyber utopia where they go on adventures and they can race cars and they can do all this stuff rather than lead their miserable, poverty-stricken lives of the dystopia that is now, you know, the world we live in. Um, I'm reading the Wikipedia page. I only saw the, Ready Player One once and I didn't enjoy it and I didn't read the book, so I'm just going on. I read the memory. book. The book is great. I did not enjoy the movie. Um it, like, all right, so this is what, okay, this is what I guess the plot is, because I know people who are listening are probably furious that we're not understanding it. It says the founder of virtual reality, Dr. Benjamin Trace, who's the guy that you think looks like uh, Tommy Wiseau. Oh he my God. has lost a legal has, battle. To, can we can we just very yeah. briefly describe him for a second? Oh when we God. meet him, yes. he is in full cultural appropriation mode, where he is wearing Native American um, <laughs> I jewelry and items. He's appropriated all sorts of shamanistic <laughs> looks from different traditions, and yeah. he looks like he's also trying to do Indiana Jones. It, it yes. and he and he he looks like the star of a Cinemax like skin flick. Like he's got that kind of build that like the hair is just like long enough, like two moon junction or something like that. Like he looks like he Ooh, could have two been moon the drip junction dude. with Cheryl and Fenn. Oh man. I remember taping that on VHS. Uh, but like the, <laughs> but the idea of like this, he looks like he could have been like, you know, the, a little too sweaty. Like it looks like the cover, like he, if in the right light, you put him on the cover of a romance novel and he's ready to go. He's ready to, to hammer it home. You know, that's what I think he's ready to hammer it in. home. <laughs> so he so he lost the pass. Oh man, when this pandemic is over, man, I'm gonna be ready to hammer it home. Uh, <laughs> he, like he's like, like so this by the way, this movie revolves around a character that we never met who is like the key. Uh, anyway, so huh. he loses okay. the cat. See, I thought he was the Pierce Brosnan character from the first movie. Okay. Uh, no, I, for, I forgot that Pierce Brosnan was in the first movie. I thought this guy was in the first movie as that part. No, so I was all confused. sorts of fucked up. Yeah, I okay, mean, I, I also thought at one point that maybe he was Joe, but even though I knew that Joe was not him, I was like, I'm just giving it like the benefit of the doubt that maybe this yeah, is Joe because okay. he looks like Joe. Uh, so it says he lost a patent on this uh, this chip. And it's uh, the most powerful chip, the Chiron chip, uh, which uh, which is touted as the one operating system to control all others. So it basically be like <laughs> if you had like a Mac, uh, this chip could control that and it could also control Windows, I guess. Uh, in the wrong hands, the Chiron chip has the potential to dominate society depending or making society dependent on computers. And then... Uh, a virtual reality entrepreneur is trying to take over the Chiron chip. And then they realize that Job 
is trying to also kick them out of it. So I guess that's the battle here is everyone is trying to get this powerful Chiron chip and the Chiron chip is explained like this. I mean, what's with this Egypt thing, Doc? I mean, doesn't he need that from you? If Job's worried about Egypt, it means he's about to use that chip to its full hideous potential. Which is? Enter every and any system in the world and take over through VR. So is there any way to stop him? Or should we just start digging up all graves? We've got to get the Chiron chip from him before he figures out Egypt. That's what we've got to do. So is the Egypt thing, that is that the Chiron chip? Yes, no. the Chiron chip that they use an ice cube to steal. The Chiron chip is the triangular chip that allows for this whole thing to be possible. Egypt is a um, like a firewall inside of the chip oh. that that is kind of protecting that is basically protecting job from fully taking over and oh, I thought it's, the a, Chiron it's a they okay. refer to it as a i think a dam like like it's, it's right. somehow yes. it's somehow the it's the only thing that Matt Frewer cannot access mm. oh how about the fact that when they go and they find the um Indiana Jones cyber Dr. Trace when they find Dr. Trace He's like the guy that invented cyberspace. They they can't believe it. And they tell him all this crazy stuff that's happened. And he's like, now get out of here. <laughs> he then pulls out a box of computer equipment, puts it up, puts it together, turns a computer on, and then with a few keystrokes is able to call up video footage of a scene earlier in the movie that occurred between Job and the kid inside of cyberspace. So he's so cyber. So there's so little inside cyberspace. He's able to be like, Oh, let me just watch whatever conversation they just had. And he does. But by the way, they also go like, we, we need to track him. And the way that they kind of track his tag was one of the most like bizarre, bizarre things because he's like, all right, we'll go back through these firewalls and, and they're like looking at different insignias and turning like when they find out that it is Job, but like they know it's Job yeah. because Job revealed the, himself to but them. But the kid thinks Job is a good guy, and right. n- so it needs to be revealed that he's so the 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 it's the scene where Job sends the train to come and smash into them, where they have the the train switch off, where there's a whole action sequence that's built upon. The oh, fact yeah. that both Dr. Trace and Job, all they're doing is hitting the switch to change the track of a subway <laughs> train. And they just are opening and closing. I did it goes feel on badly. Forever. There is an innocent bystander killed in that. Uh, yeah, and I did feel badly for that guy. I have to say, I am really impressed that you both um, digested so much of this movie. I mean, I, <sighs> I, I found this to be... Not watchable. And Paul, I'm especially... Well, you were laughing a lot. You were laughing a lot because you just love the fully animated performance of Job. I mean, he was... Okay, this is what I'll say. I actually thought that the actors in this movie did a great job. Hmm. I thought Job was great. I thought that they showed up and they they did a great job. So I have no complaints about the acting. And there there was a line that really made me laugh when Job... Someone came in and said, what happened to your memory? And he said, I forget. 
And I, <laughs> LOL. So I did. Have- there are moments in this where Job is straight up channeling like this era, Jim Carrey. Yes. It, yes. You know, he's like, I was going to ask who came big first. Jim Carrey mm-hmm. reactions. What'd you say? Well, I said, who came first? Did, did Jim Carrey steal Matt Frewer? Or did Matt oh, Brewer that's steal a good Jim question. Carrey? I I think you could say like there's definitely some of Max Hedrum in Jim Carrey in Living Color characters. I mean, all right. So the mask came out in uh, let's see here. I mean, uh, you know, 1994, and I would say this is a little bit more like Ace Ventura. So that came out uh, in 1994. So in a when way, did, it, when did Max Hedrum come out? Max Hedrum came out. Let's see here. That would um, be my question because. Because I feel like there's a little bit of Fire Marshal Bill in in Matt Frewer. Nineteen eighty five. Nineteen eighty five. By the way, let's let's take a listen to uh, I guess Job's Jim Carrey impression, or maybe uh, Jim Carrey's. Well, I guess not Jim Carrey's Matt Frewer impression. Here, take a listen. He's watching. You won't jack in. Jack in, jack off. What's the difference? Scared of a boogeyman, Doctor? You can at least humor me with a point of view, can't you? It's a pleasure to finally meet you, Doctor. I feel like we're almost... I'm blushing. Family. (laughs) I don't think so, Joe. Don't be so sure. Incest. The game the whole family can play. My brother's my daddy. (laughs) We have a lot in common, Dr. Trace. We're both unwanted, underappreciated, and ahead of our time. Yet the only difference is your time was then. My time is now. It's a short ride, Joe. Enjoy it while you can. Oh, I plan to enjoy it for a very long time, Doctor. You see, I found the secret to immortality in the Chiron chip. We should also, I don't know if this is, this is a, I'm about to blow my own mind, I think. We might need to explain to the audience what Max Hedrum is. Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, right? Because I guess. I don't know if it's enough of a cultural touchstone for younger listeners to know i guess maybe just look up max hedrum max hedrum was a a a computer it was the first computer animated character that ever appeared in any medium and it was not true computer creation but it was was like he was in full kind of crazy makeup yes and like shot on a green screen i believe it was initially a advertising campaign for coke Yes, because it didn't. It was also in Back to the Future too. When Marty goes to Cafe Eighties, yep. he sees uh, Max Hedrum in there, and then it was so popular. It was such a exciting thing that was happening. This crazy, weird, stutter talking computer character that they gave Max Hedrum. I think MTV had a Max Hedrum TV show. Am I right? Well, yes. That, uh, that so basically, is, yeah. Yeah, that's ringing a bell. So it started off as a British, as a character in a British cyberpunk TV movie called Max Hedrum, 20 Minutes into the Future that came out in 1985. And then then the Max Hedrum series was something that uh, premiered in the UK and on MTV. And then it went into a dramatic series on ABC in 87 and late 87, um, where I think he was like solving... Uh, like solving crimes with other people. And then like he's been in a bunch of other books and things wow. like that. So, yeah. I mean, like if you've never heard of Max Hedrum, I'm, part of me thinks just like look it up on YouTube because it's going to tell you a lot about, it's going to inform a lot about why we're talking about it so much. 
Yeah, it's a very bizarre, like, bip, 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 bip. he would always mm-hmm. be skipping and, and talking. Yeah. He also uh, apparently, um, yeah, like, yeah, who knows? I guess he he <laughs> he used to like break into several broadcast signal hijacking of television stations in Chicago. Uh, also, like hijacked using him as oh. a uh, as like a as an avatar. Yeah, it so felt he's got a like history. a cool. It felt like a cool com- new computer thing, mm. even though it was not computerized. It looked like it. I remember it being very cool. Yeah. So there we as go. A, I mean, yeah, as a 12, 13 year old. And I think, uh, you know, for the people who watch the show, all uh, 14 episodes, they were very excited about it. two seasons, 14 episodes. It's a great rewatch. Great rewatch. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, uh, yeah, I mean, th- th- we don't have to get into the whole. Anyway, backstory sorry, I, just want, because I know we're throwing reporter. that around. No, and yes, it of course, occurs I think to me. Smart. People might not know what the hell we're talking about. But I want to talk about you know, we're talking about great acting. And to me, sometimes, you know, as an actor, and I want, I want to go down this path with both of you as, as actors, you know, a character doesn't fully come alive for me until I, until I get on the clothes and find that right prop. And I want to just applaud the senator for finding that pipe because the way that he did that pipe work in this movie was very impressive to me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's so bizarre to see somebody like earnestly smoking a pipe. In modern times, in modern times, it's so strange to see people smoke a pipe in modern times. <laughs> My dad smoked a pipe. Yeah, and it our was next bizarre. door neighbor used to smoke a pipe. It's quite a smell. It's a big it, smell. I remember my dad yeah, would be like try yeah. to smoke one to get me like out. I of remember when to smoke. you would walk past someone smoking a pipe on the streets in New York, and it was like a it was a nice smell. You I know, yeah, because you could get a, a more aromatic, yeah, yeah. Uh, you pack it in, but there. it was very strange, and I loved that. Like that, um, Job just like crashes that dude's plane into the ground and kills everyone on board. That's terrible. Like, like, Job is brutal. a very violent guy. Like Job is a like Job has turned evil, and it really is just to be the most powerful person. But yet he's in the internet, and he seems to know nothing. Like at one point, they revealed to him, like you haven't given him his legs yet. He wants his legs back. But you would think that there'd be some sort of paper trail that Job could find. I mean, if Job is like popping up into this kid's like dreams or, you know, his virtual reality, you'd think that Job would be able to read an email that said, hey, hey, let's hold off on those uh, those prosthetic limbs for Job. You know, he's still why, doing my business. Why is the lead? So the lead scientist who works with Job, um, mm-hmm. who works for the villain who looks um, like she's straight up out of like the 90s in modern right? times, 90s. And she's not from the first movie, Paul, is she? No, no, no okay. one is except for the kid. Okay, okay, good. Okay. So my question was with her, why doesn't she, what is her, what is she trying to do? Why doesn't she realize she's part of an hmm. evil plot? Like, I don't, I couldn't understand why she was, she was both, so protective and supportive of Job while Job is clearly a monster, becoming a monster. And also she hates Dr. Trace f- for some reason that I'm, I think don't for know. personal reasons, I think he fucked her over in some way or broke up okay. with her. Yeah. Um, so I think that's just their own personal history. Okay. But I also thought that was, was interesting was that she looked so normal. Everyone in the movie looked so normal. But then there was one of the scientists who looked like she was out of Blade Runner. 
like short yes. cropped blonde no hair eyebrows. and she was dressed no eyebrows and she was dressed in like leather skirts like yeah. this is like a science facility by the way one of the things that irritated me so much about this movie is it all of a sudden moves to la i mean the movie the first movie seemed to be like you said new england town very simple very easy now it's in la and when they go to like the the place i think they're always trying to find like oh what would be a cool building to be the home of our virtual reality entrepreneur and it's it's the Griffith Park Observatory, which, you know, from Rebel Without a Cause and a million other things. But like they don't ever label it as like, oh, yeah, that's the old Griffith Park Observatory. It's like, no, no, this is a cool building. No one. Rec- <laughs> it was such a bizarre choice. It's like you got to acknowledge that this is something that is a landmark that now you've just taken over. Like there's no there's no acknowledgement. Like at one point you'd be like, yeah, we'll buy that. We'll buy that. And that's what like I think it would be a hard thing to buy as a business. Uh, yeah, all of it. Like, and the bad guys, what is the, so the bearded bad guy, what is his plan the business, for The businessman? Yeah, what he is wants the businessman's plan? He yeah, wants but, the Chiron like, chip to have the most power in the internet. But I still so don't understand the crystal what, houses. Though? Like, that's the other thing. Like, that, that, I think what we're trying to get to the bottom is for what? For. Well, and everybody, for what? For like, what? Like, what's like, what's the why? I don't understand anybody's motivations. No. Well, maybe the idea is like, it's sort of like, it's a technology thing. It's like, I want the technology of like, you know, how to make an electric car or something like that. Like, so okay, the idea so then being why like, why does Job ask the kid to save him in that? Because he's, tri- he's tricking the kid. He's saying, go get oh. the founder because he doesn't have legs. So he's like, I need an outside <laughs> person to mess this up. I, I can only okay. crash planes and stuff like that. So I think he's like, go get that guy so Got I can get him in involved in the whole thing. I mean, by okay. the way, the fact that the fact that this kid even just remembers his lawnmower man so fondly after literally living through a dynamic Some sort hellscape. of apocalypse. I mean, <laughs> I mean, and he speaks about him so nicely. I mean, this is the only exposition you get from the first movie about the lawnmower man. The reason I came is because my friend Job is dying. He said that you're the only one who could save him. You seem a bit young to know anything about the Chiron Well, Job told me about it. Mr. He was a lawnmower man back when my mom was still alive. He was my best friend, but now he's stuck in virtual reality. What's he know about it? He's building it. He's building it? Yeah, that's what he said. So you're going to help or what? I don't live that life anymore, Pierre. All that technology, it just consumes the soul. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I almost think it's a testament, and I know didn't like it, but to their relationship. like It makes me feel like that kid made the cupcake for him and but yet did not really question where he went or how he went evil uh, because it would probably be on the news or at least the way they, they I kind don't of think there's any reason for that child to have any sort of a relationship with a grown man who that man is <laughs> doing something so reprehensible by continually putting those children in jeopardy oh yeah he should say thank you for this information thank you for your help I will now go and execute because yes, I'm and an I adult be, and you are children. Before I do, I will make a call to yes. Child Protection Services um, <laughs> to let them know that children are living in in an abandoned subway. Abandoned you want to put that cars. kid in a home, June? Yes. Yeah. No, not in this not in this world. Who knows? It could have been very Fagin-like. They could be mining or... I mean, look. That world of trash can, yeah, that world of trash can fires. I don't think that they have like really good human health and resource services. I don't think probably you're right. Yeah, I don't think that. But I do think that the reason why the kids stay involved is because 
It's more the other scientist, the the guy who culturally appropriates Native American uh, garb, Dr. Trace, who kind of puts them along because he's making them like jump out in front of cars. Remember that scene where the kids like pretend to get hit by a car? Oh, yeah. There's (laughs) also lots of attempts at physical comedy. Yeah. um, With the kids, like the kids are sometimes treated like um, like the dwarves in the Hobbit movies where they're (laughs) like collapsing all over each other, doing physical bits while Dr. Trace is trying to like help things. It's it's kind of like if Indiana Jones was not interested in archaeology, but future technology, but still dressed like he was obsessed with archaeology. And he had like five kids as his side as his sidekick which makes it's no goonies, sense it's goonies meets indie meets yeah. the internet write yes. the check for me please i got this by the way that is go. the movie that's the pitch that's what you should I mean, have started your opening with yeah and you know what uh, that means see? and you know, and what, you know that what, means. what that means see and you know what that means you can oh, go man. further up at the end paul yeah and you know what that means? Okay, see, now I feel safe. Now I feel safe. See, I now I feel said, protected. John, I was kind of protecting guys on all different sides. I mean, this, and by the way, they steal from Indiana Jones. I, I'll be honest, up. at the beginning of this episode, I felt abandoned. <laughs> oh, wow, guys. I'm so glad that we <laughs> talked about it openly and we didn't carry this into the episode. Um, the idea that they steal directly from Indiana Jones, like they do a scene out of Raiders, which I still don't even understand what they're trying to do. Yes. They're trying to steal the Chiron chip, which is in. Uh, a pyramid-like structure, uh, which is kind of also the way that you can communicate with kyber crystals. I don't want to get into that, but June, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and uh, and and they they bring an ice cube in. Is that and what we're it talking is? about real kyber crystals? We're not talking about the fake kyber crystals that Qui Gon yeah. Jinn and Obi Wan Kenobi found uh, on that other planet. Okay, yeah, this Just is these are clear. the real ones that have messages embedded in them. And if you yes. you know, and you know, even the way that it was written in the last of the the new trilogy. Uh, Kylo Ren was gonna actually going to look at one of those kyber crystals and be the wrong person for the information. And that's how he's going to get another scar in his face from Emperor Palpatine because the message was for Darth Vader. Anyway, it's a good <laughs> script. You should definitely read it. Uh, I hate this episode. We did have we did have a, uh, uh, a kyber crystal reader in our house, like one of those little pyramids. and uh, A holocron? And a holocron, yeah. And uh, it what was What uh, are was you misused. talking about? You don't remember our son running around with a holocron in our house? I don't know what any of these words mean. It's a repository for Jedi information, <laughs> yes, June. June, come on. Get with the fucking program. Oh, that uh, little, anyway. like, plastic pyramid? Yes. It wasn't plastic. It was full of gears. And anyway, we got it at Galaxy's Edge. Um, The thing is this. Uh, they go in there with this plan to steal it. And I don't even understand what the plan is, but it's very much like Raiders where it's like, okay, we got the moment. Let's go get the thing. They're on this yeah. like deck, but that's a real, that's a physically real location that they're in. Right. What do you mean? When they're stealing the, when they're stealing the crystal, but that looks like a virtual reality room. That's what was so confusing. Oh, I thought that no, that real. room was yeah. virtual reality because that's yeah. where he looks like he went in virtual reality. Well, it's weird to, yes, it's weird to have a movie that's heavy on CG and then also <laughs> in a virtual reality world. Because well, like, no, wait. because when they're in virtual reality, we know they are because it looks like screensavers from the time. Like they might as well 
go. They might as well be in a in a world in which the flying toasters are passing them by. You know what I mean? Like the screensaver from <laughs> oh old God, computers. I miss like those. that's the level of what cyberspace looks like in this movie. It looks like old screensavers and is hilarious. So is no, when they so are bomb. trying to steal the Chiron chip. That's the real world. That's the wow. real world. But then okay. at the end, when Matt Frewer is like having all those human beings up against the wall, like in that kind of, again, a very reminiscent When Matt Frewer of, is in the golden suit, yes. that's cyberspace. Again, another comparison to Wonder Woman 84. Uh, that holy suit shit. was strange. Did anyone very. else notice? It was... I, it was so ill-fitting. Why does he need a golden suit? Like the shape suit? of it was just so odd. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Like the front was, was almost like an egg. And why why does he need to have this sci-fi type of thing to exist inside the internet? And like, right, like, like he doesn't need protection. And and because when the kids that, go into the internet, when the kids go into cyberspace rather to fly or ride their bikes or go to the jungle or whatever, they are only ever wearing the exact same clothes they were wearing in the real world. They just jack in and uh and fly so, around the Amazon or whatever. And so at the end of the movie, when Matt Frewer has the fight with Trace, that is in virtual reality. But I don't even understand how he could be hurt in virtual reality if he has the most power. I mean, I don't know. That end fight scene, I rewound it twice. June walked in on me and she's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm rewinding it for the parts that I didn't understand. And she laughed at me. Well, and I'm, in, I'm impressed. At one point also, Paul, I mean, it was so, this this whole experience of this movie has been so chaotic. But there By was... Like, your microphone is pointing to the ground. Well, <laughs> Devin, can you hear me okay? Well, well, much better It gets now. better when you point it at your mouth. <laughs> Literally pointing at the, at the desk like, like i can't what, get what? it to stay oh maybe if i oh this is yeah. what this does okay wow <laughs> no it's, it doesn't want to it just push it backwards all right i guess i'll just have to hold it i'm not doing well <laughs> <laughs> i'm not well right now so Paul, there were a few times where i was watching the movie because this is the other piece of it i've had three viewings of this feature film one, okay. I started watching with Paul, fell asleep. Then I woke up at three in the morning because Meatball, where we were staying, there were 40 horses and our dog Ooh. literally was having panic attacks about these horses. Yeah, he thought and the horses were giant dogs. Of course. He definitely did and was so rattled by the sight of them. And so he was, he was, talk about not well. He was not well and kept on waking up. So I was up at three in the morning where I watched 20 more minutes of this movie. During that time, Paul, do you remember saying over and over again, wait, I don't remember this. I don't remember this. <laughs> there were so many scenes that you were walking into and waking up to and saying, I don't remember this. I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, my God. I, this movie, because, the experience of this movie was like a fever dream to all of us. Truly, like I, it, I, it, really it doesn't is. help that it makes so little sense. There's so well, little to hold on to, to, you know? I mean, because it also seems like this movie, I mean, just to add it to, if you've not seen this movie, and I do re recommend that you do see it, but we'll get to that in a little bit, but there are like security cameras. too. Well, we'll talk about it. Yeah. It's, well, <laughs> it's, I am, um, I embrace the more insane films. I'm like, 
what is happening. Like there looks like there's security cameras that are also like laser guns, like that Matt Frewer can control. So like this whole, this whole facility is outfitted with like lasers that can just like gun down people immediately. Um, it, it like, there's so many weird choices, but yet the, the, the technology is so antiquated that like one of the end fight scenes, they break a TV over somebody's head and I think at that point, my I, I must have been broken down by this movie, and I really felt bad for the person. I was like, "Wow, that must be real. if that happened in real life, if someone broke a TV over your head, that would be." Well, by the way, all those TVs so that painful. were not plugged in were on, and had footage of Job from the control room on. Yeah, Job was making his big appeal across all the television networks. Right, but those TVs um, were not connected to anything. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Yeah, I think I think in the, I think the logic of the movie assumes that like electricity is the same as the internet as like wi-fi he can, he can access anything that's plugged in anywhere Wait, you know what i mean wouldn't that be wouldn't that be like that other stephen king uh novella where it was the the guy who gets executed uh goes into electricity remember that i remember the cover box for it at, at blockbuster it was a guy oh, a guy no. in the electric chair and like his spirit went through electricity. So if you plugged in something, you would become the evil guy. Stephen King is so fascinating to me. I'm not at all a, an avid reader of Stephen King, but he 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 is so prolific that I feel like he uses the same ideas over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's like you're hanging out with him. And he's telling you the same stories and you're like, oh, I already heard the story. But it's like, but he's obsessed with it. It's like, he's just obsessed with like yeah. killers getting the power of electricity. Like, you know, like, so you just kind of have to hear him tell that story like 10 more times. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, that is a, uh, that, that, that guy, the guy, I remember the cover box being so scared of it. Dr. Trace puts these children in such real jeopardy. He he puts them in he brings them into a military compound where people are truly out to kill them and it is so blasé and it genuinely feels like he should be he's a bad guy he's like a bad person for doing what he's doing because he's using them as cannon bait. fodder yeah, or they I don't know are what bait. by the way guys the movie I was talking about is called Shocker and it's a Wes Craven movie uh, so get on, get on shocker, but yeah, he a lot of people yelling at the radios, shocker, shocker, Paul, shocker. <laughs> oh man. You know, that's you our, that's our audience on radios, Jason. Huh? You can't Serious, get this podcast baby. on radios. Serious. Aren't we, aren't we being broadcast on radios right now? <laughs> we are on K97.4. What, what does the traffic look like up there? <laughs> the Junior? Yeah. <laughs> I've only done a couple of them. Those radio tours they have to do like in the early uh, morning. And yeah, yeah. They the are talking it's like exhausting. Yeah, Johnny. And have the you ever meatball. done it in it's person? Just, no, Johnny and the Meatball. God. To do it, to sit in a room in person with people who are at that pitch yeah. at like seven a.m. Oh. is chilling. <laughs> I know. It's I know. Paul, I said I needed more energy from you, but I don't need that kind of energy. <laughs> All right, then uh, tell us about that traffic, then. What do you got up there? Hey, got we're here talking weekend? about Lawnmower Man to the Job's War. Uh, who knew Job? Who knew the kids? Uh, the Chiron chip's out of control. Uh, Paul, what was it like? Oh, man, let me tell you. I got on the internet this weekend, uh, and my wife doesn't like that at all. You uh, know what she, I mean. <laughs> 
Um, the we definitely <laughs> should do an episode of how did this get made that's just drive time radio hosts reviewing a movie um you know molly shannon was in this movie what molly shannon was in this movie as a homeless person uh probably one of her early jobs oh wow uh, oh that's interesting yeah. Uh, I was trying to find a picture of her. I don't know where she popped up, but she is, I think, at the end when everyone is putting on VR. Uh, she is one of the uh, the homeless people that is putting on VR. Oh, funny. Um, Holy we've shit. We've talked a lot about this movie. I mean, like... And it's, we've we've barely even... I don't understand it now any better than I did then. Like, I, I as just, much as I we've talked about it... I understand it less. I, I think there was like a... I don't know. A, I don't know the motivations of any of these characters. I don't know what Cyber Indiana Jones wanted. I don't know what the kids wanted. I don't. I don't know if it was. A, I don't know if it was a success. You know. Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you some the facts. Movie? That will, but... No. 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 The the mission they were. Oh. Okay. I the think it was like, a success the only, because that's they, the only thing we know, Jason. <laughs> I think it was a success Sorry. because they got the Chiron chip, and that was what they really wanted, right? So they wanted that Chiron chip, and they got it. So I feel like in that way. We should give okay. them uh, a lot of a lot of love, but obviously we had opinions about this movie. But there are people out there with a different opinion. It is now time for second opinions. The movie was a piece of shit. Yet this person recommends it. Tell me what is the message? Maybe that art is subjective. Opinion. Thank you, uh, John Lejoie, who I uh, I miss uh, seeing on a regular basis, uh, but uh. I love hearing that song uh, so, so much. Um, here we go. These are second opinions, cold from Amazon.com. I'm just going to, uh, give me a second, I have to figure out where I've... While you look it up, I'll say, uh, uh, please go and listen to John Lejoie's music. Uh, go oh, to yeah. your streaming service, go to... Go to Spotify or Bandcamp or whatever you use, buy his music. He's been putting out, you might know him for doing funny songs on YouTube or on The League, but he's been doing absolutely beautiful music in the last bunch of years that is not comedy yeah. you know, type songs. And so. he's just the yeah. loveliest guy. The greatest. Um, he is really, really good. He also uh, has been doing like some cool bigger projects. Like he did a lot of music for, uh, for the Lego movie, Lego 2. The Lego really second cool. movie, yes. Yeah, yeah. The Lego 2, yeah. Uh, yeah, you could definitely check out his albums. There's there's two of them. Um, I remembered, but then I forgot. And uh, Perfection Nirvana, uh, which uh, were also released under like Wolfie's Just Fine. So check it out. He is uh, he's always awesome. Um, here we go. Lawnmower Man to Beyond Cyberspace, aka Job's Warbs, aka Job's, Job's Warbs? War Warbs. Job's Warbs. George Warbs. It could um, be called George J- Job's George Warbs, Warbs, and I'd be like, fine. Lawmaker to George Warbs. <laughs> um, Hi, okay. George and, Warbs. I'm, the I'm new George Warbs, man. and I'm in the internet. <laughs> what if Lawnmower okay. Man Two is just about the next guy who mows Pierce Brosnan's lawn? By the way, I would like. All right, these are good T-shirt ideas. We should have Pierce Brosnan as a lawnmower man, or we should put Jim Carrey as Max Headroom. These are ideas that I just and put it as Job's Warbs. Um, okay. Lawnmower Man 2 has um, 41% five-star reviews and 18% one-star reviews. And I believe the reason why it has 41% five-star reviews is because the only way that you can purchase 
Lawnmower Man 2 is if you buy the two pack of Lawnmower Man 1 and Lawnmower Man 2. So a lot of the reviews are, I love the first one. The second one is complete trash. Um, But this one right here is five stars uh, from Jerry S. Jerry writes, my grandkids loved it. Five stars. Um, (laughs) This one uh, goes here. This is from uh, Darren Tate. Darren Tate uh, on March 6, 2015 writes, loved the first Lawnmower Man. Can I stop you for a quick second? Yeah. Did we lose June? How did this get made is experiencing technical difficulties. Please hold. Okay, hold on here. She's going to come in here. Okay. So just to catch people up, June disappeared off of the Zoom and has now reappeared next to Paul. First of all, nobody even noticed I was gone for a long time. I did. June, long. I want credit. I noticed. I'm reading on Amazon. I'm, I'm getting my notes together here. I'm looking up at Wolfie's just fine. All right. I'm so trying to do the work. episode is cursed because my computer just died out of nowhere. <laughs> Was it plugged in? It never. By the way, can I just say that we are traveling right now? June and I are was... traveling. June did not bring a computer cord, nor did she bring an iPhone charging cord. Two things wow. she did not bring on vacation. Okay, we're not on vacation. We're not on vacation. <laughs> we're not on vacation. We're just changing away from home. Away from yeah. home. Yes, yes. I was gone for a long time, Paul. Into well, the I microphone. Was, I was gone for a long time while I was trying to fix. <laughs> well, it. sorry, Paul. You're gonna have to point that microphone at the ground for June to understand <laughs> how it works. <laughs> I, that's very, very strange. I'm very nervous that GarageBand. I I don't know how that works, Devin. If it's just gone. Oh, no. Do, wait. Well, this is now. This is Saint Clair. Saint Clair Part Two. All right, we have now uh, repositioned ourselves. June and I are uh, <laughs> next to each other, on top of each other, in a very small room, essentially a closet. Uh, and we are ready to take this show to the finish line. June, how are you? I'm not great. I, I continue <laughs> to not be great. Now, I want to say, I don't know why my computer shut down. I received no notifications on the computer Cody, that it was about a to shut. shot of the way that June and I are, <laughs> are recording this episode. No, this is, I, listen, I'm willing to say... I think St. Clair put a hex on June's computer. Um, yes. That's the only thing I can It's a new assume. one. It's a new one. That's what I don't understand. Oh. Just... But I, I also have a you firm belief groaned. that maybe it wasn't fully plugged in. Or it was plugged in, but it wasn't charging if that, that outlet may not be working. That's my first thought. Oh, boy. Well, I didn't receive any push notifications that it was about to go. Well, okay. I don't know if they call them a push notification. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we'll get into that in a second. This uh, second review is uh, from Darren Tate. He wrote it uh, March 6, 2015. And he writes, loved the first Lawnmower Man. Really good film. Second film, hmm, a bit weird. Five stars. <laughs> wow still five stars <laughs> all the five star reviews are very uh very short they're, there's yeah. not there's not a full there's not too breakdown. much to say yeah yeah there's not too much to say uh and th- those are really the only two that i pulled uh or i shouldn't say i pulled but nate kylie uh our man on the ground have to do all the research uh he did send me a third opinion from valdon rawell who seems not to have a problem with the uh, film but uh but the DVD itself, as he writes, didn't play at all. Ripoff. That's the title of the, the review. And, the, and the, the actual review goes like this. Didn't play. Total ripoff. I would send it back, but it's not worth the time or effort. Whoa. Very disappointed. Wow. One star. That seems like more about the, the company, less about the, uh, the product. Like they, yeah. You know, 
Anyway, I did want to say that uh, I do have some research here. Uh, June's seeing how I have multiple screens set up here. Um, do I travel with a second screen? Yeah, I do now. Um, do you, but, do you uh, bring the appropriate power adapters to keep them t- turned on? Yeah, yeah, do the whole thing. I, I, Wait, I, 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 you didn't travel with this screen. No, I traveled with this screen over here. But there are three screens in this tiny room. Don't worry about it. This is the owner of the house's screen. Yes, but that's oh, okay. Boy. I just plugged into uh, it. That's God. all I did. They did not say that that it was available for use. I'm not using their computer. I'm yeah, just using their screen. It's aren't like, these your things right here? Yes, but that's but that's my computer. Oh, They're on the I same. See. It's the same computer. It's that. that it's it's just using two screens. <laughs> All right. Anyway, this, uh, this peek behind the curtain is incredible. <laughs> um, the tagline of this movie, God made him simple. Science made him a God. Now he wants revenge. Wow. These things don't seem like they're really at play in the sequel as much. But I guess the revenge part, I don't know. I guess it's all there. The budget was 15 million. The opening weekend was 1.4 million. It made a total of 2.4 million. So uh, a loss of uh, about 13 million there. Um, Which is a lot of money at at that time. uh, Yeah, 1996. The top three movies of 96 are Independence Day, Twister, Mission Impossible. This movie came in one. Think about that for a second. Independence Day's visual graphics are amazing. Compared to the visual graphics of this movie, which again are the equivalent of screen Twister, Jason. The the, the, the guy with Twister. Incredible. It's great. Mm -hmm. And and this movie uh, came in 187th out of all movies of 1996. It was beaten by Space Jam, Jingle All the Way, Dragonheart. I'd argue Space Jam even has better effects. Uh, the Island of Dr. Moreau also has better effects. Escape from L.A., questionable. Uh, the Quest, Glimmerman, Kazam, Barbed Wire. Wow, this is a big record year for how did this Wait, get made. Wait, did we do all of these movies? We did, except for Have Dragonheart. We Dragonheart ev- we, <laughs> did we do every we've seen movie all movies of that we've year? From for the we, podcast, did anything? Basically, nineteen ninety six was a was a banner year for this podcast. It seems like. By the way, I, will, I would also do Independence Day. It's not good. No, I would get on that. I would yeah, get on all of these. I will tell you this. Oh no, this blows my mind. I didn't read this. Farhad Man, who wrote and directed this, also wrote and directed Return to Two Moon Junction. What? Wait a second. Holy that movie shit. that I just referenced, but that of course, now I'm getting the whole. The whole idea here. Hold on one second. Wait, is this the same actor? That's blowing my mind. Hold on. Does that also have Sherilyn Fenn in it? Two Moon Junction is a movie that says uh, Sherilyn Fenn, Mila Jolovich, Zalman King was the director. Uh, they don't really list the Zalman guy King in it. was like the 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 impresario of softcore Showtime movies. Yeah, I don't know. They don't list the male actor, although he's kissing the woman, uh, Sherilyn Fenn, uh, there. Uh, but return to Two Moon Junction is a little bit more graphic. The cover box, he's a straight up grabbing her breasts on this one. And that uh, stars uh, B- Melinda Clark and John Clayton Schaefer. And it says she had everything except for what she desired the most. Molly uh, Shannon so- also in that movie. Wait, what? Molly Shannon is in Return to <laughs> Two Moon Junction. She must know Farhad Man. That's the only That's the reason. Only the only That's explanation. It. That's the only wow. explanation. She is this, Tracy in that movie. This is amazing. Uh, two fun facts about this movie were the last two minutes of the five-minute credits are completely silent. Whether there was music originally is not clear. It just seems like they just stopped putting, they just gave up at the end of the movie. 
And uh, the other thing that was interesting was that uh, when Lawnmower Man was released in 1993, at the end of the film, it said, look out for Lawnmower Man 2, Mind Fire, in 1994. And that never happened. And this appeared two years later with a different title. Uh, if you want to see something really cool, Avril Halley cut together um, an old commercial for that board game Crossfire with clips of Lawnmower Man 2 and it's perfection. And you can check it out on all of our How Did This Get Made social media. It's worth a watch. <laughs> uh, she did a great job there. Um, would you recommend this movie? June, I know that you love it. So what would you say? I mean, I, I would, would like to explain something. Like, I don't think I've brought my best my best best into this podcast episode and technically and even just like energetically and Paul you have some you have to shoulder some of the blame there what for for setting the <laughs> setting the stage at the beginning Jeez, of this episode wow, okay but I'm also listen I'm also we are you know I don't know when this is going to drop but right now we're just a week past a coup um attempted coup we are uh, you say it in a very cute way Attempted coup. We are, um, you know, the army hammer news just broke. Like I, I'm disgusted in general. And this film really pushed me over the edge. I did not like it. I don't recommend it. Um, I hated it. I hated talking about it. I hate, I hated every attempt I made to watch it. It was, this was just horrible. Wow. Okay. Uh, Jason, you know, uh, what do you think? in this time where I am 10 months into complete isolation, again, I want to reiterate, I don't have the emotional capability to try and figure out these movies. OK, yeah. I am. I am. Reduced, We're not a well people. I am reduced to panic and anxiety when I don't understand what's going on. So this movie was stressful. Now, would I recommend it? Yes, absolutely. People should watch this because it's cuckoo crazy banana <laughs> town. Yeah. Um, and it's fun to watch and it's not too long and blah, blah, blah. And it's interesting enough. And, and oh, if you long, go man. into it with the assumption from the jump that you're not going to be able to make heads or tails out of any of this, I think you might be on for you might have a fun ride, even though yes. it I mean, is. I walked in with that, Jason. I walked yes. in with that very assumption. Oh, see, I walked I in with dread. It. I walked in mm. with dread. I was like, fuck, I've got I've got I want to watch something that makes me feel good. I want to watch mm -hmm. Hilda or Dairy Girls. I want to mm -hmm. watch Dickinson. I want to watch something that's going to make me feel good and up because that's what I need. To watch this is to feel as though my battery is being drained. Yeah. Do you know? It, I, it, I will say this. I will say that, like, you know, when I watch these movies, I am always a big proponent of people who swing for the fences. And this is a mix of so many bad tropes and choices and and look and the, like june said not bad acting it's just it is just not well thought out it feels like a movie where the director was kicked out of the edit bay it it like and there are so many ripoffs there's so many references to other movies of that era there's a direct indiana jones moment they fall they fall down a trash shoot into yeah. a trash compactor like in Star Wars. They they ripping off all of the thing the Goonies. They're ripping off everything from that era. Yeah, clumsily. it's deadly serious too. It like it, it, like it's so weird. By the way, uh, Devin just popped up in the chat and said that Matt Frewer is also in Return to Two Moon Junction, which makes me feel like we must do Return Return to Two Moon Junction. Oh I God. feel like let's let's finish we, out if this we're gonna trilogy. do that. We we might have to watch Two Moon Junction, which I am not mad at because. 
Boy, I had just from Twin Peaks the most enormous crush on Cheryl. Giant crush. Oh my gosh, with the blonde hair. Oh my goodness gracious. Um, I recommend it a lot because uh, it's so bizarre. Hats off to everybody behind this movie. Long live Lawnmower Man Two. I hope he's out there. Long live Lawn. Wait, I, did you just I hope pledge he's... fealty to Lawnmower Man Two? I am in. I am do, in. Do, wait, are you, you know elevating it to uh, to our Job. monarch? Job, thank you for sabotaging June today, Job. Thank you, Lord Job. Thank you, Lord Job. You Wait, do you her. think Job you lost? Her Job. Do you think Job is the one that lost the ballots? Do you think Job? Do you think Job, Job is behind, is behind the the, tam- the tampering with the machines? Job tampering oh with the machines. Gosh. Job, how did you get Stop in there? Stop the steal, Job. Stop the steal. The stop the steal, or steal it back, Job. We look to you, Almighty Job. Joe bless us and uh, and it bring us to the end of this episode. Which My has favorite been thing right now that's happening on screen just for the viewers is while we're talking, June ha- must be the first time June has set foot in this room of the house yes. they're in never because here. June is now full blown examining everything in the she's room. She's in. She's in. <laughs> really picking it all apart. Oh my um, god. This episode is airing here in uh, late January. Uh, do we want to plug anything? Tell anybody to watch, see, do, experience anything at all? Um, gosh, I don't know. I just saw a little news story today that uh, Pres- President-elect Biden's dog, the shelter that they got him from, is going to do an official um, inauguration Oh, amazing. Which I thought was just so cute. And I want to can't wait to get my eyeballs on that. Well, at this First point, rescue in the White House. At this That's point, exciting. you will be able to just Google that up because I'm sure it will be completely available at this point in time as when now, this episode comes out. This is a question. Does the dog, does Joe Biden's dog also get sworn in as first dog? Like, is there a dog? Is there a dog Supreme? Is there a Supreme Court dog? that (laughs) I don't want to talk about his issues. The dog's issues are a little bit. Look, he came from the streets. He has very strong uh, ties. And 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 look, there's going to be a lot of bad things coming out for for birds and squirrels (laughs) and cats in the future. I, I know that. They're nervous. I've heard that. I've heard that from a lot of people. The cats, bird community cats is the, cats are yeah, nervous cats right now. Are freaked out right now. My dog <laughs> uh, or our dog uh, voted for the this dog, so that was a that was a good thing. <laughs> uh, you know, we're happy in this house. He's you know, uh, we're all on the same page. Uh, I will just say, uh, by the way, I've been uh, hosting a bunch of stuff on Twitch. Check it out at twitch.tv slash Paul Shear. It's free. Just go on it like YouTube. But more importantly, um, I talked to some of the ride and dies uh, at. How Did This Get Made, who have been on the message boards for many years, posting some of the best content that we use for all of our mini episodes. And I've convinced them to start up their own Discord, which is a little bit more inviting because uh, the Earwolf message boards have kind of been uh, left to tumbleweeds. And they are starting up a brand new How Did This Get Made Discord. And uh, stay tuned because at this point in time, you will be able to get on there. And and if you want to participate in these amazing conversations, you can. Paul, if you wouldn't mind, of course, I know what it is, but would you mind yeah. telling some of the audience maybe yes. what Discord, Discord is? is uh, yes, Discord is actually a really awesome, uh, it's, you know, it has elements of what Slack is and, and, uh, and Geneva. The idea of it is it's a, it's a, it's a thriving message board uh, place where uh, it's basically a glorified message board with a lot of bells and whistles where you can have video talks, you can have uh, audio talks, but more importantly, just uh, 
a, a, a big conversation is the way so I would it's a describe forum it. I, for fans to go and talk about the show episode. Exactly. Yeah, whatever. they can talk about it, Yes. So we okay. already have this. We already have this on Earwolf.com. It's a little bit of an antiquated system that's hard to get into and hard to Got post it. on, in my opinion, as someone who is frequenting message boards. So I talk to them. Why are you frequenting message boards? Because yeah, I'm what's that here about? for the show. Anyway, I have my own Discord. You can jump on that too. Yeah, uh, your own I have, Discord? I have my own Discord for all the Twitch and what shows happens and, on it. There's a lot of conversations about a lot of we talk about the NBA, we talk about the Twitch shows. There's a lot of there's a lot of conversation. We wow. politics, Wonder Woman. There's, there's I, I'm talk. here to say I have never been on a Discord. I think you have. You might not know. Oh. If you want to go on my oh. Discord, it's, it's discord.gg/paulshear. But anyway, uh, we have great conversations. We actually had a dating game that we ran on the Discord last week. It was fun. Anyway, uh, wait, I don't you're get dating. Too- Jason, we don't have time. I'm, we're we're busy. We're in a you know we're in strange times, and I just got to look out. I mean, I think it's weird to, to be dating on Discord. Is that a it's do I need to okay. join Discord to date? Is that how? Didn't is this know modern dating? <laughs> um, Jason, where what what can people do? I mean, besides obviously, we're all in Big what? Mouth, which is currently uh, airing oh, on oh. Netflix, which is great. Um. You know, I'm I'm I I don't know. I, not in terms of like new things coming out, I don't really have much. But I will say, I did a, a couple of episodes. I voice a character in a couple of episodes of the TV show Dickinson on Apple, oh, wow. uh, which the which has just released its second season. I'm yeah. not in the second season, but I love the show, so it's it's I have terrific. To watch so it. I've heard it's fantastic. Yeah, really fun, really great, really enjoyed it. Uh, watched every episode of Bridgerton. Not sure why. Did not enjoy it. It's crazy. I got to get into this because Kulop was telling me about this. It's a, um, it's top to bottom a straight up yikes. I can't. It's it, uh, it's worth it's a it's it's a worthy discussion. Um, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else to plug. No, not really. Everything else is the same. Right. Big mouth, all the rest. Well, we appreciate you all listening, and uh, we will be back with an episode not cursed by Job. Uh, and we appreciate y'all being here and we will talk to you all soon. If you want to comment on anything that you've heard here today, give us a call at the mini episode, which is 619-P-A-U-L-A-S-K. That's 619-Paul-Ask. You can ask me about your personal life, but you can also ask me about this movie. A big thank you to Cody Fisher, who is our producer, super producer, and uh, and head of a lot of big things at Earwolf. I don't even quite even understand anymore. She's the big boss now, but she is awesome and she's sick and she's here. Devin, our engineer, who's always uh, doing about 95 shows a week and surprised that they can keep them alive here at Earwolf. Molly Reynolds, who is just killing it for all of us. Nate Kiley and uh, our other producer, Avril Halley, all of them doing such great work. The ghost of Craig T. Nelson, Kyle Waldron, both with the amazing art that you're seeing on all of our social media pages. Again, rate and review this show. It does help. It actually really, really does help. So please, if you have a second to do that, we'll do it. And we'll see you next week on a mini episode. Bye for now. Bye.